welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit. Whatever the fuck that means. Hi, Andy. Hi, Chrissy. How are you today? I am fabulous. A little chilly, um, but, you know, I'm fine. Well, we're recording this in fake spring, so Thank that's you. probably I why. I really appreciate that acknowledgement of not calling it you know, spring. Andy only thinks that Cincinnati has two seasons, summer and winter. I disagree. We can't get into it right now because it would take up our entire time. We'll you can feel we'll free just, to reach we'll out to me, though. We can, to have a, we can have a really colorful conversation about it. Oh, man. Okay, so, Andy, let's jump right into it. All right. What's your favorite workout this week? Favorite workout this week was oh boy what did i even do this week um oh i taught two classes which is new to me so that was really fun um which one was your favorite um of course the one that you were at chrissy wait that's my favorite workout of the week too so we can both (laughs) talk about it that's good so i'm new a new trx instructor um and had a friends and family class this friday that little Christelle and hubby attended along mm-hmm. with a few others and it was fun uh yeah. definitely a learning experience but what was your biggest takeaway as a fitness instructor you know me on the, the receiving end we really don't know how difficult I'm sure it is to be teaching yeah I think just making sure that I am not prioritizing my own workout on top of somebody else's so making sure that everyone else is doing you know the correct form mm-hmm. and really p- challenging themselves but not to a point that they're pushing themselves to where it's not even effective anymore. Yeah. So I think that and then making sure that the workouts are engaging for the entire class. Mm-hmm. So well, and you've been an instructor previously, too. Do you think that I'll, I'll allow you to speak for all fitness instructors here in the world? Do you think that fitness instructors going into their classes are thinking like, OK, this is my workout or they're thinking this is their workout? I've seen it so opposite ended yeah and the best fitness instructors are the ones that are there because they want to help other people not yeah. because they're like oh i'm getting paid to work out and that's right almost one of my least favorite things people say like that's so cool you get to get paid to get work to work out no i'm getting paid to help other people work out that's yeah. that's how i look at it and that's how i think an effective way to the best instructors that i've ever had yeah that makes sense well okay my favorite workout this week was also your trx class um Mostly because you played Cardi B. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That was a big plus. But no, I, well, I really liked it because I got to work out with my husband, Ryan, and we don't often get to work out together. I mean, we both have our own separate fitness lives, um, but it was like fun to to be Um, working out next to him. He was murdering it. I didn't want to, but he was. I looked at him at one point and I was like, Ryan, you've never done this before? No, we got in the car and he's like do you know i'm really good at burpees and i was like shut all right up that's a negative for ryan i know i was like don't give him any (laughs) any credit there but no it was a really good workout i loved the circuit like the as many reps as Mm -hmm. possible i mean the cardio portion those those burpees followed by the jump squats were murderous it was murderous but yeah so i'll turn it back to you what is a fitness slash wellness trend that you've been wanting to try discuss or just complain about yeah yeah so i want to talk about this new fitness studio that is not in cincinnati it's in new york it's called lift tonic and the reason why i want to talk about it is because i want it to happen in cincinnati 
So I'm so intrigued. I'm normally so on the ball with these things, and I have so no idea what this is. Lip tonic is a weight training class. It is no. There's no cardio. There is not one cardio portion of the class. So it's 45 minutes of like. It's group fitness, but weight training. Okay. And I feel like that's something that I'm really missing in my routine because even when I'm going to Orange Theory or going to a boot camp, it's all based around cardio. And listen, I love slash hate cardio along with everyone else, but Mm -hmm. a big focal point of my me for my training has been like less cardio less cardio well, like because you don't strength. have a gym you're strictly yeah studio exactly, based, so exactly. That's... so that's why i want a studio that just allows me to lift so many times i'll go to orange theory which gives me a fucking killer workout but i'm like i wish i could just do the floor per- portion i wish i could like just lift the weights so me in my fitness studio i mean that's the way i work out right like it, it is what it is mm-hmm. that's what i like to do because you know the simple want... solve would just be to join yeah but then gym. i'd have to get a gym membership on top of all my fitness studio membership that's another membership do that you understand if this comes to cincinnati that is yet another yeah, membership but that is i like group fitness i know that's you, how i work to, out to quote you directly live your truth yeah 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 no you have to live your truth. so that i mean that's just really that's something that i want to try with i want for it to come to cincinnati and like the broader conversation of like less cardio so like listeners too what do you think about cardio write us tell us write us at what the fit podcast at gmail.com or slide into our dms personal favorite of mine at what the fit podcast on instagram yeah okay andy what about you what about a fitness wellness trend um i'm gonna spin off on the new york studio aspect because i read a really interesting article this week about um i cannot think of what the um studio is called and there's multiple of them now but it's run by uh and it was inspired by ex-cons so prison yes convicts yes and so um (laughs) the whole point i imagine you're just like at an outside gym yes it's very (laughs) it's very grungy and um the workouts are just like tough and very just kind of um oh gosh i cannot think of the word but you know not a lot of equipment not not nothing mm. fancy you know you, you don't have to have special fucking socks oh my gosh i have the place for you it's called elemental fitness it's actually on class pass my one friend swears by it they go out into the woods and they are like flipping over stumps on the monkey bars like doing tricep push-up push-ups off of rocks so against the elements. Um, so I can do that when fake spring is over yeah, yeah, and yeah, real yeah. summer comes to greet yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's called Elemental Fitness. And they have it on Class Pass, so we should go. Sponsor us, Elemental Fitness. Yeah. Um, all right. Last one. Wild card. Match a song to your mood, Chrissy. This is too easy. So I obviously would want to pick every single Cardi B song yep. happening right now. But I am going to narrow it down to one. And that is I Do. And mostly it's because her whole album is just oozing with unapologetic confidence, which is what I love the most about it. And I know a lot of people say this and feel this, but like I truly identify with her on a cellular level. Cellular. (laughs) I love her so much. I love her story. So I, the the thing that I love so much about her is that she is just going to be herself. Oh God, yes. That's I mean that's what I no matter about what anyone no matter what. So that's that. That's Did you mine. see her little quip about like 
like suck my dick but like you guys might not think I have a dick but I have a pink dildo it, it was very no, nothing surprises me nothing yeah surprises so I mean me. that's just you know it's very on brand for her I love her I wish that I was pregnant at the same time with her so we could be pregnant friends that's it friends. what about you what about you Not um, to your mood. I am feeling incredibly blessed for finally being able to make this happen and just having such a great guest on here today that I am gonna go with Halo by Beyonce because what? it's so a Beyonce song powerful and agree. moving and it just gets me revved up, which I'm feeling. Yeah. Um so do you know that a friend of mine did a played the piano to Halo when my bridesmaids walked down the aisle? I would throw up. Oh yeah. my god, it that is beautiful. beautiful. Shout out Britt Blanford. Yeah. Britt Blanford. Um, Come record this. I was gonna say hire for- me, but like let me hire you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, we want to keep it short and sweet today because our guest has a lot to talk about. So let's go to that. Our guest today brings the sparkle, work, and twerk to the fitness classes you didn't know you need. With classes like Booty Bar, Hip Hop Fitness, and Pound, a cardio class inspired by drumming. What? It is impossible not to have a smile on your face the entire time you are working. And it is work. She's not afraid to be sexy. She's not afraid to let loose. And she is on a mission to get people to fall in love with exercise and themselves no matter where they are on their journey. You'll leave her and her team's classes dripping in sweat and feeling like Rihanna's got nothing on you. She's an inspiration, she's an entrepreneur, she's a mom, and she has a mean shimmy and booty pop. Please welcome Gabby Williams of Sweat Fitness. Hi. Hi, Gabby. Hey, Gabby. Thank you so much for being here today with us. I'm excited to be here with you guys. So we first met Gabby when we went to her hip-hop fitness dance class at Westside Brewery. Uh, Andy, I'm pretty sure you sent me the facebook event as, as, as i you do often do, do. <laughs> and i'm like yep let's do it buy the ticket now oh you guys are so cute and um, yeah we we came and we didn't really know what to expect ready to go i was severely hungover and i was like <laughs> oh my god i just i working out today is not in you know just not something that's gonna happen and then i went and i i was just like smiling the whole time and a very rare thing for Kurtzy and I is to want to be in the back of a, the room for a fitness class. No, we're we like the front to be front row. center. Oh, I love that about you. You were but right there. For, we didn't plan that. Yeah, we, we thought didn't. we were in the back. We're like, this is a time where we should probably like step to the back. We have no idea what we're doing. We were texting before, like, we don't have to be in the front this time. We don't have to be in the front. That's and then weird. you guys flipped the switch on us, and you come to the the front, what we which thought we was, thought was the, the back. back. That's hilarious. And we, are, <laughs> we are front and center, and I was like. Well, here, here, here we go. Destiny. It wasn't to be. But no, I thought that. I was like, oh, they're so cute. They're doing so well. And I thought that the whole time. And you guys are dressed. Like, you literally were dressed like we dressed. We have to is, dress the part. I Always. love that. I lo- I'm so like that, too. We, so were, I we were talking that. about it a week before. Chris was like, so like, where do I find, like, um, you know, like maybe like a mesh, like, crop top? And I was like, oh, shit. I got I to gotta find an outfit. I love this so much. Um, um, so, about, so kind of leading into that, like, can you tell us more about how you kind of started that portion or you know how you got to where wherever you, you want to start yeah yeah like how with your story your fitness journey yeah, so I'm gonna tell listeners, like you know what you do um who you are and how you got to where you are oh well, how i got to where i am is, is a funny story it, it really comes from just 
personal experience and and if you would have told me 10 years ago that i would be labeled a fitness instructor i would have laughed at you because <laughs> that is not where i thought my journey in life would go at all yeah. but um you know it really started back when i was young i struggled with my weight from the time i was basically six years old um i remember that i was adopted and my adoptive parents didn't know like what was going on because like it just changed it wasn't like it was oh she's eating a lot it was like oh okay so what's going on it just changed yeah. and like i remember they would have me in like hospital and i'd have all these tests run because they didn't know a lot of my genetics they knew mm. some but not a lot and it just got worse and worse and worse and worse and by the time i was eight years old i weighed 180 pounds so that's a lot um especially for an eight-year-old for anyway really yeah. but uh, definitely an eight-year-old and it and i was a lot shorter so i was just this awkward and i had this like per mullet <sighs> yeah <laughs> no, I feel I'm not pain. even kidding. I was also, I will show you a picture afterwards. I can't. That's awesome. Pretty overweight as a child. Oh, and like, like awesome to a point to where like the doctor would like, oh, yeah. went for like a checkup and was like, you have to lose weight. At like 10 to hear oh, that, yeah. you're like. It's hard. Damn. It's kind of like. I should have been overweight. Like I, I ate like McChickens as like an after school <laughs> snack. And my I parents were like, yeah, of course. And I was like, what is happening? I, you know, I always envy people like you, but. Yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> you know it's kind of a double-edged sword with kids though i feel because you know you kind of have to address the problem and you want to teach them good habits and mm -hmm. some people are gonna you know have that lifelong problem and then it's like oh you don't want a kid to go through that but like mm -hmm. i was eight years old at weight watchers meetings that was like my life yep. um i also went to Weight Watchers meetings. yeah weight watchers meetings um, and it 10. was a, but see the thing i think that was missing from that is I remember going to the Weight Watchers meeting I knew that I couldn't eat food like that's what I remember I couldn't eat food um, that I wanted to and I <laughs> would weigh myself every week yeah but I didn't understand why like I didn't understand what good food was why yeah. I didn't like understand and I almost wish I knew like I wish someone would be like okay these are the reasons we do this is how your body yeah. is but no one explained that it was kind of just like, like the nutrition back it's kind of like it. okay pizza's bad don't eat it and you know and as a kid I mean as for anyone that's yeah. that's not easy to process i mean no. it's just it's never good to label well, food or bad you anyways, get food but that when you have meaning. fomo real bad yeah. because you know you see your kid fear missing out mm -hmm. oh no oh yeah I just, oh yeah i was like oh you're like saying what i was like how do you not know that <laughs> i'm quite familiar <laughs> yeah i figured i was like surprised but no like you have someone who might have your metabolism and you know when you're younger you can eat whatever you want but i couldn't it was like i had a 50 year old's metabolism at eight years old like yeah. that, so he's like god you have to watch it and of course you know i went through some traumatic events in my life um that then as i'm developing this problem food becomes my you know source of emotional so there's mm -hmm. an emotional time that's like how i cope my yeah. the, my coping mechanism mm -hmm. and then an addiction so mm -hmm. it all kind of snowballed together yeah and it just got worse mm -hmm. and worse and worse and worse and like you know i was that kid who sat alone in an elementary school mm -hmm. and so i remember not belonging i remember like being made fun of i remember all of it very very yeah. vividly kind of changed in middle school people weren't as bad whatever they get over being cruel kind of getting a little older. kind of i think it's worse now but yeah. for some, some reason do. well it's worse yeah. everything's worse either that i just tuned it out like media. i don't yeah. i don't know i think more or less like there i remember being very clicky and people just kind of didn't care like i think mm -hmm. that like if you're they were popular people. i wasn't really a popular people so they didn't care <laughs> you know what i was doing it wasn't like right. people were making fun of me they just didn't care yeah and i had my own little group and that was great and mm -hmm. so kind of went along 
then I went to high school and I think I weighed because I just remember things I was 13 in ninth mm-hmm. grade so I was like 270 pounds so that's mm-hmm. what we're talking about of how it went and I remember on my 10th birthday for some reason I got on a scale and I weighed 200 pounds so like mm-hmm. I remember that yeah like it just kept it just, I just kept getting and it wasn't like I was this like super lazy kid mm-hmm. um it was a little hard because I think my adoptive parents didn't really know how to cope with it because their kids they had kids themselves um, they're much older never dealt with that yeah. so it was a very new thing and I think they had best intentions but I remember like I would want to be active I remember I was obsessed with basketball mm-hmm. I wanted to be in cheerleading I wanted to be in gymnastics I yeah. wanted to be in it all I wanted to be in dance and my mom would be like no kids are gonna make fun of in your uniform I think like she it sounds kind of cruel but I think she as a parent now I am I think she really was just trying to be protective because yeah maybe that was part of the reality so a lot of I was held back from actually doing more activity um I remember that they would buy and I don't even remember what it was but they would buy me something where it was like you were dance along I think it was tiny tunes and like I remember my dad saying to me um, if I buy this for you, dance at home, like, and so, like, yeah. that was my thing. And then I kind of, like, closed myself off, and I always loved dance, and I remember I'll never forget seeing Britney Spears' Baby One More Time video. Oh. I was obsessed of sixth grade. I was, Iconic. like... Iconic. Britney Spears, I know, yeah. but that oh. video, my like, when I saw it... <laughs> mine was Hanson, so... Same! Like, yeah, my first yeah. was Hanson, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think Britney Spears was probably better. It was probably better. I never went to Britney Spears' concert, but anyway... I only made it through one song. <laughs> I was like five and you know they take three hours to come on and I know Brittany came on I was like dad I'm tired <laughs> right 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 I know that's how concerts are but man I remember that video but particularly what I used to do and I've always been obsessed with dance and mm-hmm. I've always been a performer that's another like caveat of myself yeah and so I would watch I kind of secluded myself I didn't hang out with friends in middle school that was another thing like I only saw my at school and then I just like was always grounded or something weird but you know I wasn't like I was doing anything I just always grounded but anyway I spent most of my time in my room but then what I would do is I would record music videos and music videos were a thing oh uh, yes and on a you know a VCR VHS VHS yeah, yeah what is it called yeah you know Stone old age school. technology we don't know yeah and I would record them that and like the Backstreet Boys you know, what everybody I'm picturing is um like the mean girl scene you know where she walks in and, like, yeah the little sister's dancing kylie with, like, get it kylie yep um mm-hmm. wow you're really you're really um, great me, i know like, those details. Know <laughs> my mean girls <laughs> that's what i'm picturing yeah so, just, yeah. So, just so we're that's, all kind of in a, yeah the same i was a little space. older but yeah yeah <laughs> so i would practice those and i could i still to this day could probably do the entire you know baby that's one more time amazing. routine but like that's what i would learn like yeah. i learned them just like a, for nobody, for just yeah. myself. So dance definitely became one of those things. Integral part of your Right, background. right, yeah. of how I liked to do anything. Um, and I've always dealt with, like, I'm the weirdest person because I'm an introverted extrovert, I feel like. Yeah, I know. I love, it's I'm very closed off. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and I'm a performer. So people th- see, like, this big personality, and that's my mm-hmm. performance side. But if you get to know me, I'm just really kind of nerdy and, like, yeah. in my own head all the time. Mm-hmm. So that developed in childhood. But anyway... We kind of go, and I couldn't find anything that I really loved, and my weight was a problem. And so then, at this point, are you still, like, actively trying to lose weight? Are you going to oh, the Weight yeah. Watchers meetings? Is it just... Well, not Weight Watchers, but... Yeah. um, So I can kind of lead up to this, yeah. but 
in high school, I kind of got free because I went to boarding school. Mm-hmm. So I was away from my parents, and you could participate in sports without them, mm-hmm. like, signing off on yeah. it. Yeah. Because the school I had had this, like, acceptance of everybody kind of thing. Like, everybody can be a part of the sport. Yeah. doesn't mean you'll get played, but you can at least be part of the team, right. which was cool. And so I was a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. And I was a varsity cheerleader at 200-something pounds. And I remember... I got made fun of a lot, but then people would see me move. It was mm-hmm. kind of like how I am now. And, like, the, like I oh. gained so much respect. I mean, you can fucking <laughs> dance. <laughs> I appreciate that. But I gained all this respect in high school, like, from sophomore year on doing that. And then mm-hmm. I played volleyball terribly. Terribly. Oh, we have that in common. <laughs> I loved it. Terrible. Yeah, Terrible. yeah I got replaced um, my senior year by a sophomore. And I was like, why am I still doing this? <laughs> No, like ask me, like, did no. you play sports in high school? I'm like, people ask me that too. I'm like, oh. I'm, I'm sorry. What? Uh, what? What's your shoe size? <laughs> Very much try to change the subject. Yeah, yeah. So, I went through that, but my main thing in high school was, I was in the theater. I did all mm-hmm. these plays. Like I've probably done 26 productions total between. I had a theater scholarship yeah. to college, and so that gave me stage presence. And I think that adds a lot to what my classes are. Yeah. So it kind of gives you that fun aspect. But um, another part that it was really memorable to leading up to who I am today is I waited and procrastinated to, well, on purpose, to take gym until my senior year. So, you know, you can take it whenever yeah. most people take it as a freshman. Uh, I waited, yeah. definitely, <laughs> until yeah, I was a senior, the like the last semester <laughs> with all the freshmen. But I had this really cool um, PE teacher, and it was all girls in my class, thankful for that. But one day, she wheels out a t- TV, and it's Ty Bell. And oh, like rem- Billy Blanks? Yeah. And I remember <laughs> Done I those videos. loved it. Like, I never, like, I guess that's my first little taste of group fitness. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And I was so into that. Yeah. Like, I was just giving my all. Like, I hated yeah. running. Crunch I was like, she'd be, fitness. like, running laps, and I'd be like, stop, fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> stop. You know, I've always had these heavy, heavy legs. I'm shaped like a pear. You know, I was like, running is not cool for me. In my head, I want to take off. My body's like, girl, no, bye. (laughs) So that led on. Go to college. Pick the wrong college. Everybody there is an athlete. It's a small in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky. I have a theater scholarship with five other people, and everybody is an athlete. Social anxiety is terrible. Mm. I end up like stop going to class because I can't even take it. Like it went bad. Mm. Gain another mm, 50 pounds. See, in high school, <laughs> I had spent all this time like pe- I was known like and respected because I did mm-hmm. all these things. And I, I actually developed an eating disorder, to be honest, in between my junior and senior year. Mm-hmm. Like I got obsessed with it. Like I thought I had to be 80 pounds. Like there was this really popular girl named Kathy Taylor, and she was I'm laughing God damn like, you, Kathy. <laughs> I know. No. Think and about she, your, you know, 15-year-old self. Like, I know. 80, 80 pounds. Hell, <laughs> bitch. Stop. Yeah. No, but in my head, like, I did. I was yeah. crazy, guys. I've had every end of the spectrum of eating mm-hmm. disorder, too, and people don't realize that because it didn't really show. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> Kathy Taylor. Um, <laughs> I, just stupid <laughs> stuff. But anyway, I had done all this stuff to lose all this weight and I gained all this respect and then I started over in college and I'm just a fat girl again mm-hmm. to be honest yeah I'm literally just looked at the fat girl and then I had this roommate who looked like Kelly Kapowski not kidding like from Saved by the Bell yep. and she's fucking gorgeous and Kathy uh, Kelly <laughs> all the K's I'm telling yeah, you and so all these guys would call and literally come over to our room ju- you know and just for her obviously mm-hmm. and it's just like that just 
weight on me and eventually she moved out I was like, yeah. then I became this reckless and I stayed in gained all this weight went back home dropped out of college <sighs> literally like I just like my like the mental were you toll, depressed do you think oh yeah I was yeah. very depressed I had very good answers I would not leave my room it wasn't because I was partying it wasn't because I was doing anything um, I mean I was 17 years old as a freshman I had the scholarship blew it fucking blew it because yeah. of my mental state because of going from literally one extreme to another mm-hmm. and then like like just again it was kind of like elementary school again it was like oh you're not cool enough again yeah. you're not worth enough you know yeah. so did that and so then I was just lost I came back I went to cosmetology school finished that mm-hmm. that was a passion um and then I found my birth father which was crazy like my whole Whoa. life is like a lifetime story yeah so I knew his name. That was the biggest thing. I knew my birth mother. I knew his name. Knew he lived in Texas. Good old white pages search. Found him when I was 18. Did you really use a phone book? Um, well, like on the line. Oh, okay. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not an actual yeah. phone book, but white pages. I searched him and I, I called. I literally called everybody with his name in Texas. And oh sure my enough, God. my birth grandfather had the same name. And well, he was deceased, but his, my grandma answered. And all I would say is, do you know my birth mother's name? Did you know... You know, if he knew her 18 years ago, and she got really weird. And so I knew right then. I was like, oh, my God, this is it. Yeah. Sure enough, within, like, a few hours, he called me back. It was on Valentine's Day. I just remember this because, you know, back then, I was 18. I was still in college at that point. But anyway, we talked for a year. So after I moved back, one day he just – this was about this time of year in 2007. Mm -hmm. So spring, but not really spring. Yeah, Yeah. basically. No, not real spring. (laughs) He met. He just called me. He's like, "Okay, I bought you a plane ticket to come out here and meet me." And I was like, "What?" Whoa! And this aggressive. is Texas, and this is me, who's like never gone that west, not yeah. really, uh, you know, gone that much. But I was like, "All right, you know, my life is in such a state of like, I don't know where I'm at right yeah. now." You know, most eighteen-year-olds kind of go through that anyway. But mine was like real, like, "What the fuck is yeah. going on?" You know? Yeah. And I gained this weight. I don't know who I am anymore. I lost my identity. I lost my high school. I went through this really depressive time so i'm like fuck it and i just like left everything went over there and like met him like he could have been like psycho right. didn't know <laughs> just right. did yeah it went on a plane for the first time did all this crazy stuff turns out genetically i'm predisposed to be big because my birth father at one point was like 500 pounds he had mm-hmm. lost some weight but it was very similar we're very similar i look yeah just to be honest, I look exactly like yeah. him. Like, exactly. Like, what we, is that like to fi- I mean, you go through 18, oh. 19 years of life, and then you meet. I, well, I spent my whole life romanticizing him because yeah. I, spent, I grew up feeling like the black sheep of my family. I wasn't really like them. Right. You know, they're much older. My parents were in their 70s now, so they left yeah. me when I was 40. When oh, they were 40, yeah. I wasn't 40. Yeah. <laughs> I was six months old. They were 40. <laughs> Um, and their kids were like 19. Like yeah. it was like such an age difference. I grew up feeling like just out of place. Mm-hmm. And my birth mother had severe mental problems. And I knew that. She was like a family friend basically growing up with mm. an, an open adoption. So I knew that. And I refused to be like, and I didn't look like her. And my birth aunt gave me a picture of my birth father. And I knew I looked like him. Mm-hmm. And so I like romanticized. Right, you want to like identify with him. Oh my god, he's so awesome. You know, he's not around because, you know, she's crazy. Mm -hmm. Because they were married. It wasn't like they were young. They were like 26. I mean, decent age. Yeah. Married to each other, met in the Navy, like divorced. And she moved back to Kentucky. He's still in Texas. And then I was born. And Mm -hmm. so, and she gave me up because she couldn't do it. But anyway, 
it was like f- when I met him, it was so weird because I was like 19 at this point, and I met him, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> but you know, you see someone for the first time who looks like you, yeah, who has m- mannerisms like you, and yeah. it's just bizarre. And but did then- that kind of like give you like a hopeful feeling or like an inspirational feeling? Did it have like a positive impact? Is this like a turning point? It gave me closure, and okay. I. It didn't end up being a good situation, unfortunately. Mm. Um, it's really hard to get a relationship after 19 years, and it's for really sure. hard for a 19-year-old to try to bond with a 40-year-old man, yeah. you know, who's yeah, supposed to your mean, dad. Like, it's... Just trying to trying to make up for 19 years of right. life, and, you know, right. that's... I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't <laughs> imagine what that would be like. He tried, but the problem was he remarried this woman who was, like, eight years older than him, who... They never had any children. It was the only his bi- the only biological child he had. Mm-hmm. However, he adopted her daughter, who was eight years older than me, which mm-hmm. is really bizarre twist of yeah. things. But there was this weird jealousy thing there. But they um, anyway, I went to visit. They talked me into moving there, and I oh, did. Wow. <laughs> and you I moved left to everything. Texas. I did. Yeah. I just At left like everything. Yep. I was like, yeah. peace out, Girl Scout. You're out like, of college. I, right. I mean, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you said you were. <clears throat> I had nowhere to be long anyway. Yeah. So. Are you still doing your fitness tapes? Um, no, what's, I didn't. What's your do, health status? There was like no fitness point. going on at yeah. this point yeah. in my yeah. life. Yeah. Okay, it, had, so. it had been abandoned mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> because you know I went from one extreme to the other, and then yeah. I got depressed, and then I was like, you know, whatever. So I had gained all this weight, and then I went over to Texas, and you know I moved there because they told me like, oh, buy a car, we'll do this, and so I finally felt, oh, I'm gonna have this place to belong. Mm-hmm. No, I was again made to feel like because the mom and the sister was yeah. like, no. They right. just they were didn't want not having it. They wouldn't let us get close. It was weird. Anyway, one day, after living there for about a year, they had these like weird family meetings where the sister would like blame all this stuff on me, and then they'd mm. like call me out on it. it was like mm. traumatizing. I spent most of my time in my room again. Kind of reverted back to that. Worked. Mm-hmm. I worked at like the Citibank call center down there. Yeah. So it was like an hour away because they lived in the country from San Antonio, mm-hmm. and I would drive. That was my only outlet. I didn't know anybody. Like, it was it was pretty rough. I, you know, my adoptive parents were kind of hurt, and mm-hmm. so it was kind of like I talked to them, but it was strained. And Yeah. Well, anyway, they called me in for this meeting one day, and it's basically, I don't know, they were accusing of this or that. And then all of a sudden, the stepmom looks over at him and is like, I want her out of the house. And he just stopped, and he was like, uh uh do you have anywhere to go and i was like no, no. i, I, I just here i'm 18 years old yeah. i don't have anything yeah could i have gone back to kentucky yeah but i'm so stubborn like i you know it's like yeah. oh that's kind of like letting people right win. well anyway this is what he did he took me and some of my stuff up to where i worked and left me there and said oh my god see you later so do you know how traumatizing that is I like already no, deal- i can't imagine but <laughs> well you can think of it yeah, is. I like I, I dealt with abandonment my whole life uh-huh. not belonging all of that and then this he does it to my face again he yeah. abandoned me for the second time uh it's hard to talk about no yeah I can so that was like <laughs> i was already in a bad place that yeah. was like the worst right right of course so but then I do remember that day because I say that's the day I grew up. Like I was, I, I, it was like, f- yeah, die or fly, like kind yeah, of thing. Like yeah. there was no other choice. Could have gone back to Kentucky, probably. But I said, okay, no, I'm like 19 at this point or whatever. And so I sleep on a friend's couch for a month, and I get my first apartment, I get my first car mm-hmm. in my name. 
of course every interest rate is high and it's terrible and it's a terrible situation but I do it then I I'm like alone for like mm-hmm. I mean literally I have no friends like yeah. I go to work and I have nothing again depressed gaining weight gaining weight gaining weight yeah how how much do you weigh at this point oh god at this point I probably weighed 375 pounds I'd say okay. And you're not actively, like, trying to lose weight or, like, be healthy. I do. So at this point, after I'm on my own, one thing that happens is um, my sister passes away of a heart Mm. attack at 28. Oh, wow. She also had a weight problem. She doesn't have a doctor's sister. doesn't matter. You know, kind of grew up. And it was like, I always grew up thinking, God, I don't want to be as big as Jenny. Oh, I don't want to be as big as Jenny. And I kept saying that. I kept saying that in my head. I would watch her. You know, we're shaped very similar. She did get a little bigger than me, but, like, it kind of went the same path. Yeah. We're not genetically. You could see yourself. Right. Yeah. Kind of and, going. you know, my mom would say the same thing. And, you know, it was really weird. And when I say my mom, I mean my adopted yeah. mom because that's who I know. But, like, it was so weird because she didn't tell me that she passed away until after the funeral. It's, like, always bothered me. Yeah. And just like, we wanted to know. She said something like, we wanted to know autopsy. I guess she wanted to, like, know it was her weight. And then she said the phrase, all I could think of is that you would be next or you would be in the in the casket Whoa. next. Or, and so then that, of That's course, heavy to put on. It's someone. real heavy. But you know what's funny? Not funny, but like ironic is that as I'm having this conversation on the phone, I'm literally eating pizza, like a lot of pizza and drinking Mountain Dew. Mm. So I'm kind of like saying to myself. This is probably not the best. Yeah, it's time to get Was it, it like a kick it your butt into gear moment? Right. So I hire this personal trainer, join a gym. I don't even remember. It was like one. Of, it was Bally's because they don't even have yeah, Bally's. Yeah. And I'm working my ass off. Like, yeah. I really am. But not seeing much product, prog- prog- progress. Progress. I can't say. Yeah. So it's like, but I'm still doing it. I'm still trying. Yep. I'm still trying. You know, I'm like, oh, I got to do something. So it wasn't like I was not doing anything at the point. So then I have this turning point and I go into it. Then I meet my ex-husband. <laughs> then it's <laughs> funny how life just kind of gets you gets you off track sometimes. Yeah. I meet my ex-husband because I'm lonely. So I'm lonely. I I jump into this relationship with him. Within six months, we're married. Mm-hmm. Like just I move in with him, do that whole thing. Yeah. He has terrible eating habits too, and I so pick you're it up back again. At it. <clears throat> back at that, not working out. Yeah. So. I'm not really even trying. Like, yeah. I don't try. Yeah. And so... At that point, too, do you feel like because you have a husband, you're in this relationship, like, if he loves me this right. way... And he wasn't me- unattractive either. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like... It was someone of that. But yeah. there's, you know, there's a certain amount of myself is like, oh, I don't feel comfortable anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, the weight I feel comfortable with would be big to some people, but it was what I was my whole life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like 250. That's comfortable mm-hmm. with me. Three something not comfortable. So mm-hmm. like I know it sounds crazy and huge to people, but that was, that was my comfort. Reality, That's yeah. what I knew. I didn't know anything. I remember I was 180 pounds at eight years old. Yeah. Like right. I, I did not know anything other than that. Yeah. So this goes on, and then it just gets out of control. I'm just gaining weight because in Texas and in the Hispanic culture, they do not always eat the best. In yeah, his, I mean it's it's heavy cheeses, sour creams, and, and you know, bread like, and sugar. Bread, right? Like I'm. <laughs> Like, they drink Big Red all the time. Like, that's, oh. and they would eat sweets like crazy. Like, Big Red was like, you drink it morning, noon, and night. Like, I, I mean, was. You know what they say, everything's bigger in Texas. <laughs> yeah, it's true. People are bigger in Texas. <laughs> like, it's, and then, you know, we lived with his family. And so it was like, and it was amazing food. It was mm-hmm. just like nonstop terrible. Yeah. yeah. And so, of course, back again, bad. 
but then I'm just gaining weight like crazy. I don't even know what I weigh at this point. Mm. Like, that's how bad it is. And the fact I think, like, I don't know what it was. I was like, oh, I think, I think I'm doing well. Like, I think I'm doing, I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I'm losing weight and stuff. And I have not weighed myself in a long time. Mm-hmm. So I get on the scale one day, like, <clears throat> I think his sister and I are sort of want to do, like, this competition, something yeah. like that. Get on the scale. And it goes up really high because I had to. And I'll never forget because here I am thinking I probably weigh three something because I weigh myself in yeah. so long. Um, it said like 475. I'm not kidding you. Like that's how crazy it was. And I was like, yeah. okay. And that moment just went like, what? Like what? I'm 20, 21, maybe 22. Wow. Like that like, my whole life just felt like it was robbed from me because yeah. like, Okay, I was out of control before. It's really out of control. How am I going to do this? What am I going to do? I can't. And I remember physically, it definitely, I don't know how I didn't notice it, but it came on very quickly. But it was like, couldn't wear clothes. Like, I couldn't wear pants, really. Like, I could wear, like, these weird gaucho pants, Mm -hmm. like I wore all the time. I could barely walk into places without my back hurting. It was like, I transformed. Physically. I could, but I was either in strong denial or just it came on so fast to me. I didn't realize how much it did yeah so we I remember that day I just remember that was the point and I was like okay I cannot do this anymore I cannot do this anymore so I thought about weight loss surgery for a long time Mm -hmm. I really did because you know once you get to a point like that's what it's for it's just like help you save your life give you extra time it's not there to do it all it's like okay this is yeah you've seen you've heard of my 600 pound life I could have been on it yeah so I I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I had thought, looked into it before, almost got it before, lost my job and my insurance, didn't do it. So now I'm like, okay, I need to do it. So I just started this job at QVC, just like, you know, home shopping mm-hmm. and type thing. Oh, yeah. And I remember being in the training class, and I don't know why it was mentioned, but someone actually said, I mean, you know, they cover weight loss surgery completely, right? And I was like, what? I wasn't even thinking about it. But I thought that was, again, I was like, okay. So you have to go to these seminars. You have to sit there, and I had gone to like four, but mm-hmm. you have to do it every time you're interested. And listen to the different types they have, yeah. the lap band, the back. Back then, their sleeve wasn't really a thing. I mean, mm-hmm. like, it just came out. Yeah. But now it's the thing. But anyway, it was gastric bypass, the lap band, the yeah. this, and you have to listen to all the effects. Right. And one thing I do remember very distinctly that they said in the seminar is, they're like, okay, how many of you are married? Raise your hand. And here I am, married. Like, okay, about 85% of you will be divorced after this. And it's true Whoa. because your whole life changes. Yeah. That's a whole nother caveat. But yeah. It has to be a lifestyle change. Right. Yeah. I mean, completely. And, it, <laughs> you're, and, and, you're, and, and your it's husband, quick. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, you know. You get the surgery and then you have yeah. to start totally modifying. So yeah. what type of surgery did you get? I got the gastric bypass. Uh, the ruin wine gastric bypass. Um, it was very quick. I went to the seminar on my birthday. It was January 28th. I had my surgery on March 15th. It was probably the quickest procedure. Usually yeah. insurance will make you wait six months. No, because my BMI was so big. I had yeah, sleep okay. apnea. I was so young. My mm-hmm. the, my surgeon's office said it was the fastest approval they've ever seen. It was in a week. Yeah. So you were at su- were, is it because you were at such high risk? Uh, I guess so. I didn't have I didn't have like the ailments. Like, I didn't have diabetes or anything like that. But yeah. I guess it was because it was so big. Yeah. So young. Okay. Well, like it was kind of like that kind of yeah. thing, maybe. Um, so after the surgery, you, so you immediately don't lose any weight, right? Because they're not. It's just what? It, how does gastric bypass? You work? do. You do. So 
okay, so they want you to lose weight before you have it. Okay. And the reason well, is... You're like, okay, bitch, if I could lose right, weight before I had it, right. then I would have already been doing it. It's kind of a funny reason they do. It's because you lose weight from the inside out, so there's fat around your organs. Okay. And in order to do it, they do it laparoscopic, laparoscopically. So it's very little. They don't cut you full open. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they have to lift your liver. And apparently, if your liver is big mm-hmm. to get your stomach and your intestines, they can't do it. Okay. So they want you to lose weight to shrink that. Right. <laughs> And my doctor looked like McDreamy, guys. Like, he was mm. hot. Like, so you're like, I'll lose it. And I'll kind of it. like an asshole, but like like to the point, okay. like, okay, yeah. you know, he was like, and so he wanted me to lose like 30 pounds in like a month before this. And I tried, and I lost 14. How he, did you try? Just not stop eating? You know, I always knew that low carb was my thing. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I know. That's what worked for you. Yeah, because I have, I have hormonal imbalances. And yep. basically, if I eat like that, that's when I lose weight. When I lost weight in, in high school, that's what I did. Mm-hmm. So Other these were all that. mostly eating changes at this oh, point. Then. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. definitely. Because um, I couldn't move that much. So mm-hmm. I lost 14 pounds in that month. And he was still disappointed. And, I, and yeah. he was like, well, I don't know. He wanted me to do the sleeve. But I knew I didn't want the sleeve because the difference is in the gastric bypass, they cut out part of your intestines. It's a little riskier and definitely yeah. has, I mean, you can have malabsorption, but yeah. the reason they do that is because you can't, you're not supposed to process sugar the same way mm. and you're supposed to get really sick and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and that way it's kind of like, turns you off to sugar. Right. Okay. It's supposed to, but anyway, oh. and your stomach is smaller. So they made my stomach the size of his thumb tip. He said to the be size of a thumb tip. Right. <clears throat> right. When it's normally a football. So Holy that shit. it begins to expand again, though, correct? Yes. Okay. It, and okay. how much can you eat after? So right after, I would literally eat like white chili out of a one fourth cup, like a measuring cup, one fourth. Cup. Like every how often? Every probably I was full all the time. It felt like I was eating a Thanksgiving dinner all the time. Um, probably like three times a day, maybe. That's how much I was. Was eating. it to the point of fullness? Was it like so uncomfortable that you like? felt like you couldn't do anything or was it just kind of like oh yeah okay I mean, that's get how that my way. thanksgiving fullness feels <laughs> i get that way eight years later except i can eat more but i eat like a small child thankfully okay. it's still restrictive but it's yeah so, so i want to i want to kind of jump forward to yes. so you you how much weight do you lose initially like from the surgery three months i lost my first hundred pounds in three, in three months, months you lost 100 yeah, pounds the first week i lost 19 pounds i'm sure a lot of was fluid but holy shit yeah it's so quick that's what i'm saying it's like it, the first bit is quick yeah yeah so let's kind of jump to sweat fitness now right. i mean i'm sure that there's a, a ton of backstory there and obviously we know you've always loved dance and have that performer part yes. of your background um how long have you been doing sweat now how long when as, did you start? As it is teaching essentially five years. Okay. And what brought that on is the fact that I got divorced. Mm-hmm. So my ex husband and I, we moved back up here. Mm-hmm. It's just strained. Again, they kind of, it was like a precursor, but it's basically like if you already have problems, they just magnify yeah. when this new lifestyle comes on, which they did. Yeah. And <clears throat> when he left, I had, I had started teaching before he left. Um, and my attention was definitely towards that. And then my lifestyle went one way, and he didn't really want to go in that way. Yeah. That kind of happened. He just ended up moving back to Texas. But it really took off yeah. after that. So what introduced yeah. you, like, what kind of kick-started um, the inspiration to, you know, start Sweat? Like, were you, did you get certified? I know you had briefly spoken about Zumba, but did yep, you? that's how it started. Okay. So 
when I was going to the gym after my surgery, after about losing 100 pounds, I was like, okay, well, I want, I need to work out now. Like, yeah. I needed to figure something I love because I hated working out. Like, yeah. I hated everything I did. Yeah. Trainer was okay, but going to the gym, I just felt like an idiot and I felt lost. And you, and as a bigger person, you get judged. People don't realize yeah. that, but you do. Basically, people look at you like, why are you here? Which is kind of goofy, but they do. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They look at, right, oh, right. look at her trying. Yeah. Good right. luck. Yeah. It's kind of like, but you are so shitty. And yeah. it's true. And so I hated gyms. Anyway, I found a Zumba class and I took it and I loved it. I was like lost and crazy and I started out in the back and mm-hmm. I was like, whatever. But then I was like, oh, okay. And then the diva came at me like big time. And I like started moving to the front and I'm seeing myself in the yeah. mirror and I was like, oh, I'm good at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, for two years I sat on like wanting to get certified. Honestly, just to say I could do it, like personal right. accomplishment, I didn't think, oh, I'm teaching You'll start your or own money studio. or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. None of that came in play. Eventually I did it. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, it's a big deal. It was like 2013. I did mm-hmm. it. Ah. You know, and then that was October. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll teach a class. I would like, and their instructors were okay back then. And they would like, let me teach a routine here and yeah. there. I was super shy, still doing it and super nervous. And eventually I was like, I want to teach. I'm going to just do this. To, you know, maybe help people. I don't care if it's high people. I don't care if I make a lot of money. I don't care. Yeah. And I had to, and here was one of the biggest things I had to face is I had to beg people to give me an opportunity in the beginning mm-hmm. because here I am still plus size, even mm-hmm. though I've lost like how 150 much, how pounds much do you at, at that point. At that point, 150 pounds is what I like lost. Wow. So you're so, at around like, like two, like 70. So at my surgery though, mm-hmm. I had, I was like 450, so mm-hmm. I okay. lost that weight. So my surgery was 450, so I was like, yeah, about between okay. 270 and 290. Yeah. I like, that was like where I stayed. Right, okay. Yeah. So you're like begging people for opportunities. Right, and... I'm like going and literally begging, like, like begging, like mm-hmm. the gym, like the, I had to like go around. So are you just someone. asking for like your own class time or? Yeah, like okay. eventually it got to that, like, hey, let me, can I teach mm-hmm. a class? Because like I had been subbing for people, I had done really well. Um, so one studio, a little studio that doesn't exist anymore in Northern Kentucky gave me an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I did very on is I created a brand. It was a different brand. It wasn't Sweat Fitness back then, but I created it. It was really just me teaching, but I yeah. knew just somehow I had this weird. People ad- want to get behind a story. Right. They yeah, want, yeah. You know, there was this brand and they want to be part of it. And I was like, and that's where the pink and black came in back mm-hmm. then. And I knew the vision I had, and I created this brand. And then I advertised the crap, and I used social media. Facebook mm-hmm. was huge and instrumental. Yeah. And I did it for, like, months and months and months. People don't do that enough. Yeah. Well, my first class, I mean, it was it, the studio I was at could hold, like, 20-something people, and it was sold out. And I was mm. like, and I was this brand-new instructor that people didn't know. And it shocked the shit out of me, yeah. to be honest. Like, I was like, what? <laughs> and so it just went on from there. So I taught there. And then eventually I went into a community center and mm-hmm. kind of just – you know, built from there, and then like, yeah. my classes got to like sixty, and then my birthday class was, like a hundred, and my birthday's at the end of January. And I remember saying with my friends that night, being like, "Oh, I'd love to have a studio, but I didn't have good credit after yeah. my divorce. I was like, I have no money. I'm like, right. I don't know how I'm gonna do this. Anyway, I somehow like fell into place, and I had my first studio keys. I actually owned a studio mm-hmm. um, in February, so like it happened. And I had the first location. We had it for a year, and then I partnered with a few people that didn't really work out, but you know, yeah. it helped along the journey. Yeah, it's not a right linear path for sure. <laughs> no, yeah. and you learn a lot. And then I had yeah. a second location that unfortunately we had to close in December, 
um, mm-hmm. because the overhead was just too high. It was yeah. this huge space. And it was so just now you guys are back at the community center, correct? Right. So I branched off and went back to myself. We do a community, two basically community centers, one in Kentucky and mm-hmm. one in Cincinnati. Um, I rebranded, created Sweat Fitness in, after it closed, and I had a moment of, do I want to do this again? Mm-hmm. Because it, I had a lot of kind of bad experiences yeah. in the last studio that I didn't expect, and it's kind of one of your questions that you had. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what's the least thing you don't like? Yeah, and the least favorite part about <sighs> what you're doing. Yeah, There's a lot of toxicity in this, in this um, industry. industry. Yes. <coughs> that you do not realize. Um, so like the fitness industry? Yes. The group fitness industry And especially with women, it, it got really catty. And very yeah. catty. Very jealous and very mm. weird. Like, people underestimated me hugely. Mm-hmm. So they didn't think I would do much, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm a plus-size instructor. But when I did, they, like, hated me for it. And it's not like I was out to do that. I just want to help people. But, like, yeah. as soon as my class sizes grow, grew, other instructors around the area hated me. Um, you know, even instructors that I had in my team, yeah, you know, ended up being toxic, branching off, doing their own thing, and trying to slander my name on top of wow. it. It was, like, really weird. So that's the worst part is mm-hmm. the weird toxicness I think I'll never understand yeah. to this day. Which is, is surprising, I guess, for me to hear, too, because you come off as such a positive force and I've never changed I'll tell a sto- <laughs> like I'll tell a story of my experience with you we were at the second time Andy and I came to class at Price Hill yeah. on a Saturday around my birthday yeah and um it was after class we were like kind of packing up to go and a woman came over to you and she looked like kind of meek and a little bit shy and do you know what I'm talking about and she <laughs> she she was came up to you and I overheard I was not a part of the conversation but she was like I just want to thank you like this is the first time I've ever felt pretty I have never felt pretty before I've never felt sexy before and I do remember this now and you helped me feel that way today I mean I started crying immediately (laughs) when she said I had to like turn to my friend I'm like we got to get out of here right now because this and I mean your response was like no, you should feel pretty at any size. Like, we are on this journey together. Like, no matter where you are, everyone's right. going to be at a different stage. Like, yeah. the most important thing is that you're here today and you're trying to get better. Mm-hmm. So, it's, it's surprising if, like, how can anyone want to turn that I'll around? I'll never understand it for the rest of my life. I've never been different. I'm not, there's no, yeah. I'm very transparent. I think that people are maybe don't do it for the same reasons. Maybe they like yeah. the stage time. Right. They don't really care about the mission of people, and I've seen that with instructors. And, you know, jealousy is a real thing. Yeah. And I think that people get really bought into it, and then if they band together, it's like this weird, toxic environment. Right. And I went through that really hard, and it was hard. It was really hard to be like, how do I try to do something so good and people be so mean to yeah. me about That's it. what I've just loved about your classes overall and just your overall energy. And just, you know, now that um, you know, I've gotten to know you a little bit better, just how, so, how very pure you are and how <laughs> – genuine you are in your classes I mean like like you said you know people are coming at all different points in their yep. fitness journey and you're still encouraging everyone to push themselves as hard as they can but always saying like you don't have to go full out like you just keep moving right just right. move your body it's okay if you and, turn the wrong way and which I often do and I love <laughs> yeah, that you're always good. just like I want to see you pop your booty yeah. and like you know get out of like, your shell yes and yeah. you know when everyone's just like kind of shy yeah. and like it just makes you feel so welcome and so invited and yeah. just I mean I, I think it is it's, it's such an easy way to you know shed that shed those insecurities yeah. and that's yeah I think what 
drew both of us to you <laughs> so immediately. For sure, for sure. So let's get through. We just have a couple. We'll do a kind of like a rapid fire sure, of like go questions. Ahead. So, um, so y- you teach a variety of classes. I do booty bar, pound, hip hop, dance, fighter fit. Right. What's your favorite workout and why? Pound, and I think it's just more lately. I um. I loved dance fitness. That was my thing. Mm-hmm. I did it for five years. Yeah. Pound, the biggest reason I love Pound is because it's kind of that breaking out of my own shell. Mm-hmm. Um, so I doubted myself a lot. I got licensed in Pound. And f- I mean, for everyone who doesn't know, you literally have drumsticks. Yeah, it's drumming fitness. Drumming it's, cardio fitness. They're weighted fitness. drumsticks. How much do they weigh? They're only like half pound each. Okay. They're, but you yeah. move so quickly. Right. You yeah, wouldn't okay. want them to be more. Like it's, that, yeah, yeah. It would be murder. But, um. It was my, again, proving myself kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. After the toxic happened and then I really doubted myself and all that stuff, uh, you know, I had gotten licensed pound in pound a year before I ever taught it. I was pregnant when I'm time that I even got licensed yeah. thinking, oh, I'll just do this to know this for my studio, but other people are going to teach it. Mm-hmm. Well, I, it became a need to teach it. You know, one of the people that left was the pound instructor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was not the best. But, yeah. you know, um, I was like, okay, well, I need to do this. And then I kind of, like, talked myself into it. Like, oh, I can do this. You know, you can do you can do a different format. Yeah. Well, anyway, I fell in love with it. I've always mm-hmm. been into music. I've always loved music. I love singing, obviously, mm-hmm. performer. And uh, this is all about the music and being in merging fitness. And, and I like it because it's not as intimidating, I guess. It's a great workout. But... People are more, weird about dance because yeah. you really it's, have to. It's more routine, and that's that's very intimidating right. when you're not, you know, right. a quote unquote dancer. Right. Um, as you guys can stare at me. For this <laughs> no, one. you are um, a dancer. I mean, but, I was so I, in a music video <laughs> in my head. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what music video? I know. I was like, that's cool. In my own head. <laughs> well, no, that's the point. I want you, but no, dancing can be intimidating. So this one is like less intimidating even though it's still yeah kinda still we have to rhythm. try one yeah for sure one. you have to for come sure. that's awesome yeah. do you have one, um Andy? yeah i do so what who or what is your like overall fitness in- inspiration whether that be like jillian michaels who like i'm not gonna like really give a round of applause here for or if it's like yeah, who inspires you to be fit if it's your eighth grade um 80 pound kathy, friend, kelly. kathy kelly definitely yeah. not <laughs> um she shouldn't be oh goodness so there's one, if I can think of a person, there's one person, it's Amanda Valentine from B105. I follow her. She kind of went through that journey. I like people who mm-hmm. really have been where I have been yeah. Yeah. and kind of make it and are very real and raw about the struggle. She is one person. Another person is my inner eight-year-old child. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always telling. Be like, your own damn <laughs> Right, right. And I'm always just trying to get there for myself to, again, I'm always about proving I can do things. Mm-hmm. And like I've never really broke that barrier of getting past where I was okay. yeah so kind of my own self of like I need okay, to do yeah. this yeah. and a little bit of proving my haters wrong yeah. I mean I'm not gonna lie that really yeah. motivates Always. me a hardcore like they really doubt me and I was like bitch watch it yeah, I like, can do yeah. you know? sit down yeah. right. let, me, let me show just you wait something. I mean you're not anyone unless you have some haters <laughs> Well, I that's guess they the say that. It's that's, weird. That's what they say. But, you know, I've always said if people tell me I can't do it, I will definitely show you yeah. that I can yeah. fucking do it. And Love I'm going to do it well. Love that. <laughs> okay. So what is something that, speaking of that, that, you know, that maybe you think that we can't do or <laughs> that you want to challenge us with for this month? So, like, if that's, like, challenge an exercise. Us, challenge the listeners. A class. Challenges with a class, yeah, um, a mental <laughs> everybody trick. Should, everybody food. should take pound. <laughs> no, I, one yeah. thing that I kind of thought about is is 
I, I want to challenge everybody to step out, step outside of your comfort zone, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. If your routine is not doing anything, do something. If your yeah. routine is only taking like yoga, take a dance class. Yeah. They're very polar opposite. Yeah. Or take pound. Right. Everybody should take pound. <laughs> um, or anything. Sponsored yeah. by pound. Yeah. We're not sponsored by pound. Please don't read too much. They would, they would, they but would we're love open that. to it, pound. Um, you know, just shake, shake up your comfort zone because you never change unless you're outside of your comfort zone, even yeah. if it's just having fun do it change yeah. if you're eating your routine whatever you want to change you have to get uncomfortable to do that i had yeah. to do that i had to give up sugar again yeah by the way so yeah it was awful it's an ongoing battle it was that. awful yeah. yeah but that is my biggest thing you know switch it up change, change it up do something completely that's gonna freak you out a little bit awesome so the last question we always want to end with is what does being fit mean to you who being fit is having no limitations personally for me mm-hmm. it's really not a weight number it's really yeah. not a size the thing that has bothered me the most is that i can't do everything i want to do like some roller coasters i still can't fit on mm-hmm. things like that um and so that's my driving force is yeah i don't want to be held back yeah. i've always wanted to be free free is like my whole life goal yeah. is to be free so being mm-hmm. fit to me is not having those things you know being labeled as being in plus size clothes or you know worrying about am i gonna fit in this airplane or Mm -hmm. you know like just stupid crap or having the anxiety of oh can i do that i want to run around with my son and i give a fuck like those are the things i want to get on swings with my son when he's of swinging age like (laughs) i want to be (laughs) free yeah and not held back so that that. is what being fit is to me yeah that's amazing awesome where can we follow you where can we sign up for pound yeah get where where do we follow you sweatfitness.com so swtfitness.com you can find everything swtfitness.com yes amazing and you teach how often how often are you teaching oh my goodness so um at all locations monday tuesday wednesday saturday so people can find a time oh they can find a time it's all Amazing. evening well and Saturday morning. So there's a time. There's a time. And you know what? Price Hill, that location, we have child care. So, again, yeah. further convenience. No excuses. Right. And that's right by the Incline District. It's in a nice area. Oh, yeah. Swanky, swanky. Good so. There's some good bars there. There are. You know? <laughs> the best way to rehydrate. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. Well, Gabby, thank you so much. This has been amazing. Thank you for sharing your story with us. We really appreciate it. Yes. And um, a reminder to all of our listeners, email us at whatthefitpodcast at gmail.com. Thoughts, ideas, guests in the fitness community you want to hear from, follow us on Insta at whatthefitpodcast. You can also follow me personally at Chrissy Grody if you want to see mere pictures, plants, and every <laughs> fitness studio around town. Uh, you can follow me at underscore, underscore, might be a third one i'm really not positive a e z um just to see me likely just drinking alcohol in different formats yeah all right thanks guys (laughs) 